I just want to say that I did some things that I probably shouldn't have done in our relationship. You remember when you was going through my phone and you seen those DMs with the guy? So around the time when, I, when that happened, we were seeing each other and I did spend some time with him. And, you know, some things happen. Some things happen. Some things happen. Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Foreign Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversations, we're going to talk about some relationships. We're going to talk about, let me say a whole host of things, right? We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about black marriage. Um, what is the, um, I think it's important that we talk about like um, when you do the wedding ritual, like what are you really doing? I don't think our people fully understand what they're really doing when we having these weddings because um, it's just not something to do when you're hanging out on a Saturday, right? Because typically in our village, in the black community, we have our weddings on Saturdays, but um, well, ironically, we got our uh, weddings and funerals on um on Saturdays, but um maybe that's a different story for a different day. When it comes to the wedding ritual, though, I don't really think we fully understand what we're getting involved in, and we're gonna have that conversation. And um, you know, I'm gonna address a little bit a comment that we got on the platform because, of course. You know, this platform is uh, Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast. We operate off comments. So, you know, comments, as we always say, is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? We just went out up here all willy-nilly just making up conversations as we go. You know, the comments is what would do it for us, right? So sometimes we can talk about history. Sometimes we can talk about relationships. Uh, sometimes we can talk about politics. We hardly um, never, ever get any, like, religious-based comments, right? But, you know, I mean, we wouldn't have had that conversation as well, you know, if we had to step into the arena of religion, right? I had a sister, though. She came on the platform, and um, when we were talking about relationships, she made comments on, like, uh, maybe four to five of our conversations, right? And then, you know, she made the comment, like, you know, VJ, it seems like you think that um, therapy can almost fix anything in terms of relationships, right? So, um, you know, we're going to briefly talk about the importance of therapy. We're going to talk about the importance of marriage, right? Because, you know, in terms of the black community, um, marriage is the only institution that can fix the hood. You know, we didn't try everything else, right? Um, but we have black men using infidelity as a way to bail out of the marriage. So we talk about counseling. And um, again, we got a sister that made a comment and she said, we think that counseling can fix everything. So what we're going to do is we're going to back up a little bit. And we're going to talk about marriage and um in doing so, you know, there's a couple, a celebrity couple that's getting a divorce, right? It's a gentleman by the name of uh, 
Devon Franklin, and he's married to the actress uh, Megan Good. And I didn't know much about Devon Franklin at all. You know, I heard he was a preacher, you know, but I never know he was the pastor of church or he was a bishop. Or, you know, I there's so many of my people running around like revving biscuits. I just I just assumed that he just, you know, but I just never heard of him really passing the church. And then I heard that, that the brother was um he was like in Hollywood. He was a film director or executive producer, or something to some extent. So like I just didn't know. So. Like anybody else, if you want to find out about somebody, you look him up, and then I see he's an author. He got he got like uh, he got some books on the list on the chart. So, what better way to learn about somebody, or you know, learn about somebody's marriage, than to just read a book? You know, read his book that he makes on relationship and he makes on marriage. So, um, he has a piece that he. Uh, him and his wife put together and the name of his uh the piece that he wrote was called uh the weight right and this is primarily about um him and his wife making good how they waited uh to have sex prior to marriage right and just going over the chapters and, you know, it looks like it's going to be a very interesting read chapter one is uh no sex you can't be serious and he talks about sex and waiting and relationships and the problem with having sex prior to marriage and then chapter two goes right into uh getting what you really want you know and he talks about how wise it is to wait and um you know it pulls the right people to you and it puts you back in control and these are different you know chapters inside of the chapter right so it's like you know um the guy just from the outside looking in, he looked like he got his head on straight. Uh, chapter three, first steps down the path of authentic love. And he's talking about how you're going to make decisions and seek wise counsel and, you know, let God be your matchmaker. Right. And then chapter four, leaders not to tempt temptation. Chapter five, what keeps women from waiting? And it just sound like a pretty good read. Right. Um, Even after all that. Writing books, relationship books, and this, that, and the third, we see that these two are in divorce court. And, you know, we're hoping that they're able to reconcile and just um, make what is not working, working, right? You know, I, I want to say this because anytime I hear divorce, I think that the first thing that comes to my mind is that, um, see, best friends don't get divorces right so oftentimes in the black community we we're taught that you know in finding a spouse you know and like we were just reading some of the chapters and sub chapters that the brother was uh you know what he was talking about in his piece letting god find your mate and this and that and that's that's a that's a beautiful thing um we don't talk a lot i should say about being best friends in marriage and then i go back even before you know because it's like society put us in a position where you marrying the woman representative she's been taught throughout her life a series of belief and ideas about what you can tell a man and what you don't supposed to tell a man and what you're supposed to keep to yourself 
And then she's kind of learning men through relationships, her first boyfriend, second boyfriend. And she may put this all together. So when she finally meet her husband, she may say, oh, I can't tell him this. I can't tell him that. I got to keep this from him. I got to keep that from him. And then that's vice versa with the man, you know. Um, but again, you know, best friends don't get a divorce. Right. But let's back up a little bit and let's have a real conversation about the wedding ritual. Right. What's really going on in the wedding ritual? And then let's have a conversation about what divorce is. Because once we kind of figure out what the wedding ritual is, because it's a ritual, it's a ceremony, right? What's really taking place at that ceremony, right? And then we can see how there is no real such thing, a divorce, not for real. So, you know, that's why when you come with this podcast, Real Black Consciousness Forum, we don't talk about divorce because it's not really real. We know you can go downtown and you can go down to, you know, City Hall and the devil here, write your certificate for a divorce. We get that part. But what's actually taking place again in that ritual is kind of like it's not it's not so right. So when you just think about the average wedding ritual, what you will find is that you have the bride and then you have the groom. And then you got the speaker. Right. He's the minister. And then you have a congregation of witnesses. So, um, you know, there's a terminology with um, Christian folk, right, that they have a term that they call being born again. And that means they came into the newness of life, the truth of information about who the Messiah is. And then they give themselves wholly to the, um, how can I say, like uh, the lifestyle that the Messiah is laid out for them. And then they have a process of like they're born again. Like they're starting life over because they're going to start it in the truth because they once begin their life in sin. It's kind of like a, uh, a reincarnation kind of like ideology. Well, whether we know it or not, when we see a person that go through the wedding ritual, that's kind of like uh, that's a ceremony of reincarnation. Right. We're, we're, not, we're not taught that, but that's that's all what it really is. When you find a spouse as a man, what you are essentially doing is. You're finding the female version of yourself. That's that's all you're really doing. As a female, when she finds a spouse, a husband, all she is really doing is finding and choosing the male version of herself. Right. This is why I do not subscribe to the belief or idea that women should not propose to men. They should absolutely propose to men because once you find the male version of yourself, right, you found yourself. You found your husband. You're proposing to go through the reincarnation ceremony, which we call the wedding ritual, right? Again, when you add the wedding ceremony, in the wedding ritual, what, what's happening is that you start to exchange vows, right? So what you're doing is you, you know, uh, it's the bride, it's the groom, it's the speaker. And it's, again, it's the congregation of witnesses. And you're kind of like, you're, you're making a vow that the two 
beings that you guys are would now be one. You won't be two anymore. You're just going to be one being. And then in your vows, right, you're giving these vows and these vows are pledges. And you're pledging this to the universe. You're recreating yourself. You're recreating a dynamic now. Because you're, you're giving these vows in front of the universe or God. Let's say God. You're giving these unit, you're giving these vows before God, right? To you know, you're merging your souls and your spirits, and then later your body, and you're merging your mind. You're becoming one person. So after the wedding ritual, right? That woman is technically, when you see that woman, she's that man in feminine form now. And then when you see that husband, you're seeing that wife in a masculine form that's the husband that's what you know that's what she would look like if she was a man and that's what he would look like if he was one so they're one they're just one they're not two people anymore they're just one okay now when i look at and, I, and i'm not being a critic of anybody's relationship when i look at devin franklin and it looks like he was in the business of hollywood it looks like uh, something about him being a pastor of some sort or a religious person of some sort. When he seen Megan Good, he was essentially looking at the female version of himself. But what was Megan Good position in life in the world when he met her? I, I wouldn't think, and I'm not judging nobody's pick, but I'm like, if I'm like a, a man of the cloth, or I'm presenting myself like I'm the man of the cloth, I don't think I would point to my female self and it's somebody that's not a woman of the cloth man you got these young girls down all over america all at these churches praying for a good they praying for a good husband living a, a uh, sanctified and separate life not a church going life because we all can jump up we can leave the club and go to church that's not what i'm saying a sanctified life there's two different people sanctified folks and church folks ain't the same thing right so there are women, though, that's already living a sanctified life. You would think a man of the cloth, though, would have picked somebody that he would have thought that that was the female version of himself. But we're not taught to even look at our mates that way. She got some sexy lips. She's pretty. She's fine. She's thick. We're going to go with it. She's making her own money because that's a big thing with these young guys. She got to make her own money. She got to have her own bag. Right, that's going to keep him from doing the responsibility to the fullest extent that he's supposed to do. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. But I would have thought that's a different pick. Then even when you look at it from Megan's shoes, like I'm not sure of this young lady's day to day, but she kind of looked like she like going out every now and then, like kicking it to the club, maybe hanging out with the girls. And I'm looking at the dude. He doesn't look like he fits the male version of her. So that's how kind of like we're not taught to look at your mate that way. Once we go through that wedding ritual, though, we're just one person, right? We're just one person. And there's there's no diss, right? There's no diss. That's how sometimes many of us with knowledge of self, we don't understand how the so-called, you know, gay community, you know, a gay male can say he wants to marry another gay man. Or just another man in general, because again, the way, you know, that that wedding ritual, you're just really picking 
you know, you can, you're looking at the, the female version of yourself. How could you marry, if you're a man, how could you marry the male? There is no male version of yourself. You, you're a man already. There is no female. If you're a woman, there is no female version of yourself. You're already a female. But if you do believe, if you are a woman, that you have a female version of yourself and you want to marry a woman and you are indeed a woman, that shows that something happened that we may have to have a discussion about where you don't see that female version of yourself. Because unfortunately, see, in the black community, see, the purity of a lot of our women have been taken. Right. So we, we're going to have that conversation because, see, listen, um. Homosexuality, beloved, is bigger than just a woman with a woman and a man with a man because they are more, there are more married couples acting in the energy of homosexuality, right? See, this is what I mean when I say that, right? And we had this conversation before. Once you go through that wedding ritual, what you are essentially doing is that that man and woman is becoming just one being, one soul, one body, one mind, one spirit of breath. Because that's what spirit, one breath. You are just one, right? Um, on this podcast, typically, when I talk about the wisdom I receive from my elders, which is not ancestors, my big mama, I always go and say, you know. As out of respect, my big mama said this. My big mama said that. When I say that out of respect and what I learned from the wisdom of my big mama, her and my grandfather was just one. So when I'm saluting her, by default, I'm also saluting him because they was one. I couldn't go if I went to my if I if I went to Big Daddy and I asked Big Daddy, I said, Hey Granddaddy, um, um, can we do X, Y, and Z. I'm speaking for me and my other brothers and cousins. He can be like uh, the first response he's going to give me as his grandson. He's going to say, yo, did you did you tell your grandmama? Did you ask your grandmama? Because his word and her word is the same word. They don't have two different words. And then when you see parents that's on that, that you know, they have that connection. It's just one word. You know, once you go ask mama, you ask pops already. Pops going to say the same thing. Mom say, mom going to say the same thing. We understand it in parenting. But somehow I, I feel as though we lose that understanding when it comes to marriage. Because, dig, when I'm saying that more married couples are living underneath the energy of um, homosexuality, I'm talking about infidelity. Brother, if you sleeping with a woman that got a husband. You are subjecting that woman's husband to an act of homosexuality because, see, they just won. There is no there is no two no more. That's just one. When a man. Right. That's married. When he's cheating on when he's stepping out on his wife and he's with his side piece, as they say. Why? When he has that sexual act with this side piece. He's subjecting his own wife to a homosexual union through lesbianism because they're just one. They're not two no more. They're one. 
So, in fact, if, if I wanted to get biblical, right, if I wanted to get biblical, you know, back in those days in the East, when they caught somebody in a homosexual act, right, they stoned this person. They kill them. They had no they they had no way of how to reform this person from this activity. And they also feared the energy of homosexuality because it had a recruiter spirit involved in it. They always was recruiting, meaning, you know, if you have a neighborhood, you just got two gays, you leave and come back a couple of months later, it's six. You come back a year later, it's 12. You come back two years later, it's 20. They're constantly recruiting, right? That's how that energy works. At the same time, though, those that were found committing adultery, they were stoned also. Because those people in the East knew that's the same. That's not two different things. That's the same thing. Right. So now let's fast forward to our communities today. I'm going to say it again. If a man is stepping out on his wife with a woman, he's subjecting his wife because they're just one to the act of homosexuality through lesbianism. If a wife is cheating on her husband. She is subjecting her husband, whether she know it or not. She's subjecting him to the energy and lifestyle of homosexuality. Because when that man is sleeping with this person's wife, he's sleeping with this man indirectly because they just want. Right. Okay. So now what happened is this. Um, homosexuality, as we know, male on male, female on female is, um, is what we call the open manifestation. So then adultery is then becomes the hidden manifestation, right? So now by um by research, right? By research, they say that two percent of the population is born homosexual, right? Two percent. But we know in the black community, right, the so-called African American community, right? The gay population in the gay community is the fastest growing community inside of the African-American community. Now, why is that? Because there's so much energy prevalent of the act of homosexuality because adultery and then you have the open manifestation. So now if we just take a look back, you know, and we just let's just pull back a little bit and let's look at the picture. Right. My grandfather used to tell me that. We used to talk about gays and um, homosexuals. Our grandfather used to sit us all down and say, that's in the blood. Now, we didn't have the wisdom and the understanding what he was trying to say. Because we thinking, oh, you just, if somebody is funny, you're funny, you know, it's in the blood. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some families that, but once we got an understanding you know, what Big Daddy was really saying is this, you know, when you do to a certain extent and everything is not absolute, when you do see homosexuals in the family, your cousins, the grandchildren, the children, more often than not, beloved, you can look in that family tree and see the hidden manifestation of that first. Right. So like if you just if you think just look at your own family and you you don't have to be judgmental just look at your own family right 
the open manifestation of homosexuality, right? Man with a man, woman with a woman. You're going to see somewhere in that very same family tree, that same block, that community of people. You're going to see the the activity of adultery first. That's the hidden manifestation, right? You're going to see that first. If you don't see adultery, you're going to see bestiality. If you don't see bestiality, you're going to see um, incest. If you don't see incest, you're going to see pedophilia. Pedophilia is the inappropriate sexual activity between an adult and a minor. This is when you get uncles touching nieces and nephews, or you get aunties touching nieces and nephews, or you get inappropriate stepfathers or stepmoms or something. And once you, because that's all for the most part hidden. These are things that, these are very behind the wall sexual activities. You're going to see, if not that, the engagement of prostitution. This all creates an energy. All of these behavior acts of sexual immorality that are hidden manifestations, these acts go behind the wall. Once that energy is fertile, right? The add-on to that is the open manifestation of homosexuality. So if I just showed up to your family's cookout, I just came this summer, I just come, and I'm just hanging out with your peoples, right? And I'm just noticing, yo, man, you have a very significant amount of homosexuals in your family, right? Uh, the unlearned amongst us to say, you know, well, you know, they just got a bunch of gays and this and that, and they need to get their life together and blase, blase. But those of us that have an understanding, we say, no, that's not so. We know there's something else in that tree. And when I come to your family cookout and I can see, again, a large number of homosexuals, I'm saying, listen, there's a lot of aunties and uncles around here that if not uh, uh, first cousins or whatever, they've been living in the act of adultery first. See, we watched our aunties and our uncles. See, see, we watched our family members run around with somebody else's spouses and they didn't know that that breeds a different kind of energy. See, we seen our first cousins run around, uh, you know, with a husband that wasn't hers. Right. Or one of our cooler cousins run around with somebody's wife that wasn't his. You know what I'm saying? And we just didn't know no better because we don't know how energy work. We don't really have we're not in tune with culture. We're not documenting anything. We're not researching anything. We're not studying anything. We're just walking around in our villages, living off the five senses. And whatever makes us feel good, we do it. Period. We don't see incest. But it happens. Right? We don't see it. We don't see pedophilia, but it happens. Right? So all of these behavior patterns are happening in this family tree only is going to lead to the open manifestation of what? Homosexuality. Now, let's pivot off that and let's let's I'm going to show you how this all bridged together. On Real Black Content is Forum podcast, man, you know, we have one of the very few platforms that talk about infidelity in the position of a man. Where else can a black man go? Just think about it, right? Where he can have or listen to a conversation about infidelity, about what happens when the wife cheats. There's hundreds of platforms that talk about how the black man ain't no good. He ain't going to do shit. You know, he's a cheater. He's this, that, and the third. There's hundreds of platforms that he can go hit at. But when the shoe is on the other foot, where did he go to hit at? 
what where does the black American man go? Like, where does he go to see he's at a crossroads? He's like, yo, I just called my old lady. She had a hand in the cookie jar. Where do I go to get advice from this at? I don't want to tell my homeboys. I don't want to tell my family. Who do I tell? I can't tell my coworkers this happened to me. I just got to keep this bottle up in the inside. Who do I tell? Who do I go listen to to hear, hey, man, how should I play this thing out? So that is the primary reason we talk about infidelity from the position that the woman cheated this time. Because we can go anywhere and hear about how, how JoJo messed up. That's not a big deal. That's nothing to do that. What do we do when a woman messed up? What would we do when we find a pastor, a guy like this kid named Devin Franklin, who can write great pieces about relationships and do great, you know, interviews about relationship and just talk about it so very detailed that he won't even sleep with his his fiance until after he get married and then turn around and file for divorce. When you got a, a guy that has an image of a pastor or a bishop and he has to file for divorce, what does that really say? What what do a man and I'm not saying Megan did anything, I'm just saying this. Where do a man turn to to hear, hey bro, stay with your old lady after the fact? He can't go tell his uncles. Have you ever seen our uncles in the black community, man, with this macho bravado talk? <laughs> hey man, they got this guy on on this podcast, man. I, I can't think of the podcast name, but uh everybody's talking about alpha male this and alpha male that and how you should how you supposed to handle a woman and this and that and all this whole kind of jazz. And these guys be single. They be telling you that all this good talk, they be single. Hey, man, if women do this, you're supposed to leave her. And the woman's supposed to do this, you're supposed to leave her, you know, and, and, and get away from her, man, and get her stuff together, put her out your house. Hey, man, you know how many of our kin folks, our, our uncles, our big cousins that we looked up to, you know, some of us, our fathers, our grandfathers, that they caught their old lady with their hand in the cookie jar and they put her out. They tell you that story, they give you that macho bravado story. They they leave out the part though by a week later, how they they you know they parked out in front of the young lady's apartment. Then right, they staked out her mama's house. They hid in the bushes. They was watching her to see what she got. They left that part out. See, they don't tell you the part how yeah they put her out. They don't tell you the part that a month later they called that woman to say, "Baby, come on back home. Baby, I miss you." So where do a black man go to know what to do? You come on this podcast, beloved, and I say straight. No, I don't leave that woman, man. Get some counsel and see what's going on. Because how could you leave yourself? You're not two people no more, beloved. Once you get married, you're just one person. How do you leave yourself? Like how? I give an out to black women often. We don't want to see our sisters get emotional breakdowns. But I tell my sisters, hey, man, you catch your husband up. Hey, first thing first, y'all have an STD test. Get you some counseling. See what's going on. See what's going on in his mind because we come from a society that we're not trained to be friends with our spouses. So listen, go before a therapist. Sit down. Have a seat. It's a, it's a neutral environment. Let this man tell you who he really is, his desires, his passions, his dreams, and then vice versa. Tell this man, baby, this is who I really am. When you ain't around, baby, I'm almost uh, like I'm always on Instagram and every nice guy with a body. I'm clicking on it. I'm giving him the heart. I'm DMing him. I don't know why I do this. I'm just 
let it tell your man your deepest, darkest, the ratchet part of you. Because you're not once you're telling him that you're just looking in the mirror and telling yourself because your husband should be the male version of you. Hey, bro, if you if you check this out. Every time you get on Instagram, you looking at them big booty things. Because let me tell you something, boy, on Instagram, look, it's some fresh water, man. Let me tell you something, man. Oh, man, it's a chick, uh, I can't think of a man, but it's everybody, I mean, wavy. <laughs> and, you know, Instagram ain't made for old school cats, but because every chick on there wavy. Everybody on there got, it's fresh water all over that website, all over that platform. But you got to be so in tune with your wife, beloved, that when you're looking at them fatties on Instagram, she should be right there next to you. You ain't got to sneak and do that. I'm not no porn watcher. But if I was, would you think I'm going to sneak away and look at some porn? I got a whole wife. This is, the, this is the female version of me. This is what I'm into. Hey, man, I don't know about y'all, man. I don't know what city y'all are from, what y'all got moving around. Let's check this out. City of Detroit is a city of players. That's the D, city of players. Hey, man, when we, we came up in the strip club era, I've been going to the gentleman club since I was in high school. Yo, when I was in Henry Ford High School in them 90s, I can get out of, I was a sophomore from Henry Ford. We used to get out of school, go to the crib, change clothes, and there was a strip club called All Stars on 8 Mile and Hubble that we was regulars at. When we got girlfriends and ladies, guess what? Guess what we went on our first dates? Guess where we went? Wherever we went, they went. If I'm going to the strip club, my girl going with me. If I'm going out to eat, my girl going with me. Wherever I'm going, we going together. That's just how it rocks. Best friends don't get divorces, man. Strangers get divorces. Everything, hey, look, sis. That deepest, darkest shit that your homegirl know. There's nothing your homegirl know about you that your husband should know about you. Your homegirl and your husband should know the same thing. If 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 your ex sent you with a DM or a message lately or something like that, and don't keep that from your old man. Tell him, hey, man, this dude just sent me this down the third. Oh, I ran into him at the mall. Or, that's it. Bro, if your ex-girlfriend just hit you up, if your baby mama just hit you up, and you seen your baby mama and she got that fatty, she's still straight. And, but you you tell your partner, man, I just seen my baby mama, boy, that thing, she's still right, man. I just, man, I, I might have to double back one time just because. Your wife should know that too, bro. But see, what's happening is this. These wives don't know the real you, right? These husbands don't know the real you. And then when they find out the real you, it's not what you did. They're so shocked that you did it because they never seen that in you. That's why we go through so many of these divorces. And these divorces is not real divorces. Baby girl, you can't really divorce no man. It's not. It's not. Hey, bro, you can't really divorce no woman. You went through a reincarnation ritual already. We all seen it. The congregation of witnesses was there. 
you was there, the spouse is there, the speaker was there. That's it. You doing it in front of God in the universe. You can't undo no ritual. Hey, man, you think those guys are in L.A., right, or Chicago. You think that they can have a ritual to enter into a, a, a tribal gang. You think they can go through like a ritual or getting jumped in or whatever. And then five years later, they say, man, they can go down to some devil down in City Hall. And say, man, I want to get me a certificate of divorce because I don't, I don't want to be no uh, Mo no more. I don't want to be no GD no more. I don't want to be no vice lord no more. <laughs> Shit, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Everybody on the block going to say, how you going to divorce from this? Even even the street guys know, no, man, you leave this in the grave, bro. You don't you don't walk away from this. We we did the ritual already. Hey, look, you think those guys out of Philadelphia, right? Those mafia cats, right? The coast of Nostra. You think those guys from Philadelphia and Detroit and Chicago, right? Jersey, they, they didn't went, they didn't burnt the car or the saint in their hand, and they they going through this whole ritual from uh from Sicily and they they entering into the family, and then they can wake up one day and go say, Well, I went down to the judge. The judge gave me a divorce. I don't belong uh to the Gambino family no more. I don't <laughs> I don't belong to the serious old family no more. I got a divorce. Them folks will look at you like you brother, you took the ritual already. Since you took the ritual, you can't you can't undo that. It's forever. There's no such thing as divorce. Hey man, Devon Franklin just filed for a divorce after taking a reincarnation ceremony. Reincarnation ritual. It don't work like that, bro. The congregation of witnesses, we was all there. We all seen it. Everybody was all you made yourself one with this person. Now. Nah. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When you take these pledges, see, this is what we do in our ignorance. You gave your own vows. You gave your own, that's your pledge that you gave to this woman. That's this pledge you gave to this man. Now, y'all just one now. Now, what thing that baffles me sometimes is when I see brothers and sisters get a divorce and then I see them get remarried. Well, what pledge did you take with the new spouse? What's the new pledge? You said better for worse over here. And then, so what do you, you do on the, on the next one? You do better for worse again? How, like, how does that work? It doesn't really make, come on, I, I, you did a reincarnation with you two people now? You did a reincarnation ceremony already through your first wedding ritual. That's how you became one with that person. Don't you know? Check this out. Bro, when you marry that woman, Y'all want that woman it really ain't got no name no more. You know that, right? You, your name is Charles Woodson, right? You went through the wedding ritual, which is a reincarnation ritual. Y'all want. You know what that woman's name is? Miss Charles Woodson now. Did you know that? Y'all just won. All your business she got, or you got, she can handle your business. All the business she got, you can handle her business. Y'all just one person. Now, if that woman of yours fall off into the, the act of adultery, infidelity, we ain't in the East no more. You can't get no stones and stoner. You just seen yourself fall victim to their lower self. Your job is to pull that person back up. However you do it. Therapy, extra loving, extra forgiveness, whatever. Sis, when your man fall victim to operating off his lower self, what you 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 leave when you walk away, you're leaving your own self down there now. That is you. 
that's you in the male form. You just going to leave your own self down there or you going to pick your own self up? Or you going to be tactical about how to use different different thoughts and theories and programs to build your own self back up? See, the part that we forget in infidelity, right? This is the part because you guys went down there and took the pledge. Y'all made the vow. When you made the vow for sickness and in health, what did you think that was? When Divine went down there and took the vow for sickness and health, what do you think? Because he's supposed to be a preacher. What what is what is sickness and health? What does that mean? The single folks ain't take this vow. You took it. You took a vow for sickness and in health. Don't you know sickness come in more ways than just physical? That's the pledge you took. You gonna leave your own self when you sick? See, on this platform, when we talk about infidelity, we say, man, that's a, that's a form of mental illness. Now, that ain't no regular shit. If your, if your spouse, right, dig this. If your spouse found themselves with an alcohol problem, don't you know that's a sickness? Don't you know if your spouse found themselves with a drug problem, substance abuse, that's a sickness. If your um. Brother, don't you know if you walked in on your spouse in the bathroom and I don't want to mess up anybody's lunch. I don't want to mess up anybody's dinner. Just turn away from this for the next five seconds. I'm going to make a statement. But brother, don't you know if you walked in on the bathroom and y'all just ate dinner and your wife is putting a hand out her mouth to throw the dinner back up because she feels like she's overweight, which we call bulimic. Right. Don't you know that's a that's a sickness. Right. All right. Don't you know that. If a woman knows she's in the pledge with you and she's running around with Jojo, do you think she's operating off her higher self or her lower self? Which self you think she's operating off of? You think a person that's whole would do these activities? Sis, you think a person that's that's sane in their right mind, that's whole, would be running around with every woman he can get his hand on to? Do you think so? No, they're sick, sis. They're sick, bro. And we got these guys all on the internet, you know, with these platforms. You got to be alpha male, brother. Don't take this. Don't take that. Hey, man, Real Black Content is Forum Podcast. We believe in the family dynamic. Brother, you take that shit. You build that woman back up. That's yours. Whatever she is, she yours now. What, what would you look like, man? What do you think you're going to look like to men? You know, we had a big boom, unfortunately, in our village during the crack era. That's when we had so many black men became unsung heroes. They would never get the credit that they deserve. Black men had so many of their wives on cr crack had the minds of our women. And for that hit, our aunties, many of our mothers, now some of our grandmoms now, our cousins, our sisters, was doing anything for that hit. And black men that was husbands was working their wives out of that sickness to get them back whole. That's a man. He ain't say, oh man, you out here in the street doing this and that, you on that drug, I'm gonna goddamn give you the, the papers and I'm gonna divorce your ass in your lowest state? That means if you leave your wife down in her lowest state, you leaving your own self down in your lowest state. We wonder why we got the hardest luck on the planet. Our relationships is not intact.
That's why every goddamn foreigner that come soon as they cross the Atlantic or Pacific and get to America, they're going to go right past up because they believe in the family dynamic. Ain't nothing more important than the family dynamic. We got to clean up our family dynamic. Family, I'm going to tell you this, you know, man, um, when we are having these wedding rituals, we got to know what we're doing, man. That's serious business, man. I, a lot of sisters, man, they, they comment to me, VJ, I left my hub and I left. I'm like, yeah, you, you think you left him. <laughs> no, you went down to City Hall, that devil gave you a piece of paper. Him and that lawyer, they charge you some money, but that don't mean nothing because you went before the universe and did that one. You went before God and did that one. No, no, that don't mean nothing. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You took that pledge. We all seen it. You took that pledge too, bro. We all seen it. You know, I got a guy. He always called me. Yeah, man, I had to get rid of my wife. Um, I caught her uh, uh, eight times doing this and doing that. No, you got rid of yourself. That's yourself, bro. Y'all just one now. Nah. It ain't no two. That's your lower self. No, no, no. That's that's the female version of you. And then when you seen her doing whatever she did, you chose to just kick her on down. You wasn't going to elevate her. Boy, I wonder how life is working now, though, man. Because some of these guys, I wonder, man, you know, they just. Nah, nah, nah. We can't, you know, we, we can't let the devil look. We can't let the, the devil put us in his militaries. We all on his military plantation. And then he going to teach you, you know, um, you know, no man left behind. And then we all let this man, uh, you know, business plantation where we got to work for this guy and we giving him all we got. And then we in his athletic arenas and we spending time and giving it all we got to you know, make it to the NBA and make it to the football. Hey, how about you giving it all you got for your for your marriage? I ain't never seen two people in my life that got a divorce and said, man, we gave it all we got. No, man, somebody quit. Somebody quit. They got out the deal and they thought that they can get up and marry somebody else. I don't know how, man. I think if I really wanted to play the religious card, I think some religions teach against that. I don't think they teach divorce and remarriage. How could you? Because you, you <laughs> that's you. You're going to divorce you? Um, hey, listen, when all of us was born, when we was born and our uh, soul and our spirit and mind, it went into this body that we did not pick. We didn't know we were going to be small or short or tall or little or, you know, what ethnicity was going to be. We didn't pick it. Right. Um, but in the West now. We pick our spouses. Right. So you're picking as a man, you know, you got to teach your sons and nephews. When you find your wife, you find it yourself. Right. When you find that person you're going to marry, you, you're just seeing yourself. That's the female version of you, right? And then when you have that wedding ritual, y'all becoming one. You become you becoming her, and she's becoming you, right? That's powerful, beloved. That's not no plaything. That's powerful. That's powerful. Being that I've been married over twenty years, right? Well over twenty years. You know, my younger cousins, they come to me, man, they be, you know, they ask me questions. They say, man, you know, how do you know when you found the right one? I'm like, yo, if you look at her and if you was a female, 
and you'll be like her and walk and talk and act like her and you carry yourself like her. That's the one. That's number one. Number two, you know you're ready for marriage when you have to do this, right? Because this is how, this is the, the rule of when you know you, you're ready for marriage. Go get a sheet of paper, right? And I want you to write down, you know, what a successful relationship looked like, right? And then I want you to say, if this person does this, 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 and that, I would leave them. Write down anything that they would do that would cause you to leave them. And then I tell my cousins, if you put anything on that paper, if you have any reason that you know beforehand that this person, this woman can do, you'll leave them. Don't marry them. Because, see, this game ain't for the weak. You don't know what your future state gonna be, your future mental state gonna be like five years from now, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, twenty years from now. You don't know things that you would never do. You know what I'm saying? As a man, you might say, "Man, you would never cheat," and then you might get caught in a situation. Ten years from now, you might get caught up with a chick, bro. You want your wife to leave you after you make one mistake? You love her, you just you fail, bro. You, you want your old lady to leave you? You want your, you, would you marry a woman that said, if child, if you did this, this, and this, I'm going to leave you. You say, well, shit, let's not get, we ain't going to get married because if you already know some things I do and you will leave me, I don't know what I'm going to do 10 to 15 years from now or I get caught up in that 30 years from now. I don't know. No, no, no. I want you in all the way in this car, not halfway in this car saying if you do this and do that. We sit back, we judge the celebrities. Hey, man, this guy got a prenup for this, prenup for that. They say, man, you almost picking at your situation. It ain't going to work. Baby, I don't need no prenup. We in it together. We in this car together. And the minute our community find out that the family dynamic is the most important thing and the only thing until we figure out we ain't going to never get out this hole we in. So y'all just keep keeping, y'all just keep on being real, right? Leaving this person, leaving that person. And while y'all doing that, we're going to be left at the bottom of this society in America because everybody else is keeping it together. Dig that. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. It's Real Black Content. It's Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ. I get it with you guys later. Peace.